welcome, my friend, to another episode. Hey, before we get started, I want you to picture this, your best caregiver self. What would it look like? Imagine living your caregiver journey with vitality and joy. It might seem like a distant dream right now, but you know what? It is entirely within your reach. When you craft a personalized path focused on quality care and your well-being, the impossible becomes possible. That's what the Empowerful Caregiver School is all about. You'll receive daily video lessons, a robust journaling workbook packed with practical strategies and reflective questions guiding you towards growth and empowerment as a caregiver. Plus, you'll be part of a supportive community in our private Facebook group and join us for bi-weekly group coaching sessions. Let's rewrite your caregiver story together. Join Empowerful Caregiver School today and start thriving. Click on the link in the show notes or go right out to my website at kathylvan.com forward slash empowerful to learn. Okay, let's jump into today's lesson. Well, hello again, and welcome to episode 17 of the Caregiver Cup podcast. My name is Kathy Vanden Heuvel. In today's episode, I want to talk about being prepared and proactive in this challenging and crazy time in your life um, right now. I want to share my tips based on what has worked for me and what has crashed and burned for me. <laughs> you... You and I are juggling many things. I mean, I think back um, to when I was really in the thick of caregiving, but you're juggling many things, your work hours, your schedule, demands, plus your caregivers' responsibilities. And then add your normal everyday responsibilities like your house chores, like laundry and dishes and all that kind of stuff, your meals, any errands you have to run, and more. And then your personal time. And some of that personal time is things that you do just to kind of your downtime and get used to it. But some of those, those things are your essential personal time. Like even things basically like getting ready and winding down for the night and so on. So picture this. This is what my calendar looked like before I figured out this whole crazy world and trying to figure out how to, to lead kind of a normal week or a normal day. My work calendar was online. Um, it was on my desktop. It was an Outlook calendar. My mom had her appointments on her paper calendar at her, um, at her, in her, on her, in her apartment on her bulletin board. My spouse's appointments were on his phone. He uses the app that the doctor in the clinic uses. And when he or I remember, we put those appointments on our paper calendar on a refrigerator. Then my business calendar is on my Google calendar. So right now I have an Outlook calendar. I have my mom's paper calendar. I have Dennis's appointments on an app. We have our paper calendar on our refrigerator. And then I have my business calendar where I do my coaching and my training and stuff like that. And that's on a Google calendar. Um, and then 
add to it, I have my personal appointments when I was in the thick of it. They were on post-it notes. I maybe got a card from my hairdresser. I threw it in my wallet. And once in a while, I would pull them out and throw them on, write them on the refrigerator. And, and then to think that I was even organized at all. I bet you can relate to what I'm going through or what I was going through, and I still am a little bit. Prior to caregiving, I thought I was the most organized person ever, actually raising three boys and managing all their crazy school functions and athletic functions and band functions. I became the master of calendar organization, and I knew exactly what was going on, and I felt like I was in controls. And control. Time has surely changed. Oh my gosh. If I could sit back and psychoanalyze it, you probably would get bored and hang up or, or put your earbuds down. Um, but I'm so I'm not going to psychoanalyze it, but I believe it takes a heck of a lot of energy and even more energy as a caregiver. More emotions are present. Um, it takes more patience and time to care for your loved ones. Some of you may be caring for one loved one in a, a really deep capacity. Some of you may be care, caregiving for two. Um, and at, at one time, it was my mom, my dad, and my husband all at one time. So in this episode, I want to talk about what you can control. And because we talk a lot about what we can control and what we can't control, but you can control some portions of this calendar mess and what you can do to be as prepared and organized as possible in this time. My disclaimer, though, is my way may not be your way, but I want to share my tips with you so that you can kind of see what I do. It took me months and months to find what worked for me and find what worked and reduce my stress. Um, And then when I got to the right way, the situations changed because obviously your caregiving and your loved ones, you know, their conditions or the situations may change as well. So uh, you may be saying, why plan? Why be organized? But planning is the most important thing you can do when it comes to your time and be the most efficient when you can control the time. You can realistically gauge how much you can get done and how much time you have to do it. And for me, then you feel accomplished. You feel like you're set and you know what, especially when you wake up each day, you know what you're doing. When caregiving, you're actually what you're actually doing is setting expectations for your loved ones because you're telling them what times you're available, keeping your life somewhat organized, and most importantly, setting boundaries for yourself and making yourself a priority. And that's what I want to talk about a little bit. Think long and hard on what boundaries you need to set for yourself. And you will kind of know, you'll kind of realize when you're burning out and when you need more energy. But notice, I didn't say what you want. I said what you need and where you need to put time in for yourself. Um, 
you need to put yourself first so you don't stress out and burn out. And if you go and follow any caregiving uh, newsletters or read any caregiving um, expertise books, you're going to hear a lot about caregiver burnout. And that's a true diagnosis. You are no good to anyone if you are functionally If you function, if you don't, if you can't function physically, I can't say that. If you can't function physically or if you can't function emotionally. So here's a a sneak peek into my Sunday night planning. And that's what I want to talk about today. And that's what I titled the, the podcast today. I first on Sunday night, and depending on my day, I may do it, you know, right after supper. I may do it one of the last things I do. And sometimes if I have time, I might even do it earlier in the day when I'm more fresh. But the big thing is I grab my favorite beverage. Coffee usually is my go-to. I'm not a big wine drinker, but once in a while, maybe a, a, a alcoholic beverage is kind of nice. Um, and I block off one hour of my time and just close my door and I just plan out my week. I go to I, I go into the week feeling much better and I actually found out that I am somewhat of a planning nerd now. <laughs> I like that plan and when I don't do it I feel like disorganized. Um I because I know like for you and I we're we're working women we're caregiving. We have a full-time job. We have all of these schedules. And like I said before, when you have all these schedules around, you have to kind of put your plan together in place. Uh, Before I share and walk through the steps, I captured everything for you in an easy step-by-step free document that you can get. Um, I will put them in the show, I'll put the link in the show notes, but you can go to Kathy with a C, KathyLvan.com forward, forward slash Sunday planning. So KathyLvan.com forward slash Sunday planning. So one of the things that you want to do is you want to look at all of your calendars, look at all of them and put them into one calendar. So if you're old school, you can find a nice planner and use that going forward. Um, if you like electronic, you can pull everything into an electronic docu- document. Maybe it's your, if you're, um, maybe it's an iCalendar or maybe it's a Google Calendar, whatever you use, you pull it all together into one. Um, you now have a visual of what the week holds for you. So the first thing after you do that is yourself. You want to schedule your time, whether you call it me time, your time, but you have to put yourself first here. And I know it sounds selfish, but it is not selfish. It's something you need to do. Um, Maybe you start with like, do I have any personal appointments? Do I have a haircut? Do I have any dentist or doctor's appointments? What do I have for appointments for myself? Maybe it's a manicure or maybe it's you know, it's your gym time. And then you then need to look at what else each day do I need to block off for myself. I personally block off 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on my calendar each day so that that's my wake up and go time. And that's work for me personally. Um, Here's where I get caught up with some household chores. I do my journaling. I shower. I work out. You know, I have some sort of routine. 
And I think you also should schedule in your lunch and your supper time. So I get on my work calendar on Sunday evenings and I block off where I need my time from a a professional work perspective as well. And some of you may not have to do that based on your job, but I need to do that based on mine. Because if I don't do that, people will block off the entire day with meetings. And then I look that I don't even have time to eat or pee and do anything. So um, you should also block off time for your downtime or time where you need to relax and recharge. Maybe it's time for you to go for a walk or maybe it's in the evening where you want to read a good book or whatever it would be. Um, Maybe you block off time once a week that you can go ahead and connect with your family and friends. You know, it seems really silly, but can you block off an extra 15 minutes of your lunch so that you can text your kids or you can go ahead and and have a chat with your girlfriend or maybe you have one day a week where you have an extra long lunch so you can have lunch with a friend. My question to you is, do you take a day off that week? Can you take a day off that week? Um, I got to get up. I'm sitting on my foot. (laughs) So you're going to hear me move a little bit. Anybody else a a foot sitter? I'm kind of getting sidetracked, but I like to sit on my foot, but now my foot is picking. Um, so, um, no, you may say this, this time comes last for you, but this is the very first step is really taking the time for yourself. And on Sunday, that should be your main priority or your first function. Um, I found out that, um, like the next step we're going to talk about is scheduling in your work and your caregiver time. And I don't know if you've heard the story before, but I'm going to share it again. If you've heard it before, just bear with me and I'll, I'll be done with it. But, um, my mom and I, um, I used, when my mom, my dad passed away, my mom then was one of my care, primary caregiving responsibilities. We had to transition her into a senior living apartment. She is very active, so I don't have to worry about assistant living, but I still need to check on her. She's 79, and um, I help her out with her budgeting, um, some miscellaneous things around her home, um, helping her, you know, with, with some of the um, paperwork responsibilities and errands and so on. Mom, if you're listening, um, you know that we finally figured out after um, probably about six months that we wanted to find one day a week that we could do all of that and enjoy each other's company. And so what we did is we we got creative and we call Sundays our fun days. And so instead of not having a scheduled time and instead of just, you know, helping whenever was needed, if mom doesn't need help, I go to her on Sundays and we dedicate that day and she saves things for me to do for her and I get to be with her and not necessarily just running over when she needs time. And so that came about at, the reason I'm telling you is that came about as I started Sunday planning and trying to figure out when was I going to find time for my mom, find time for work, find time for Dennis, who needed caretaking as well, and my personal time. And so Sundays now I block off a certain amount of time so that I spend time with her. It's usually 12 to 5 or 12 to 4 or something like that. We do that time together. 
Okay, so first step is scheduling you time. Second step is now you have to figure out your caregiving and your work schedule. And those are two separate things, but you need to go ahead and say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start with caregiving first. What are your what are your top three priorities for caregiving this week? What do you have to do for caregiving this week? Um, is there any appointments? Is there anything that you need to do? Um, when Dennis was doing chemotherapy, I knew the chemotherapy times that I had to go ahead and commit to. Um, there were days where I knew after his knee surgery that I had to block time off because I, I had to do the nursing responsibilities, which I'm terrible at, by the way. So what are the top three priorities for caregiving that, this week? And make sure that you have that time committed. Um, do you have to take any time off from your work to do that caregiving responsibility? Because now you'll have to look at your work schedule. Or do you have to find coverage because you can't get off or there's conflicts and you have to ask for help? And that's where I would um, use my brother to help with my mom, my kids to help with my husband, that sort of thing. Um, what are my, then you want to move to what are my top priorities for work this week? And what do I, what do I have on my plate this week that I know I, I cannot, um, uh, put aside? Um, do I have a major project that I'm working on? Do I have training? Because I do um, corporate facilitation and training and coaching and mentoring. So what do I have to do there? Um, what challenges or conflicts do I have on my work schedule? And here's where Sunday evenings, I'm working through all of that. Um, and it doesn't take long once you keep get used to doing that. Do I need to delegate any of my work tasks or talk to any of my um my um, co-workers because this week I had a work conflict and I had my dentist appointment at the same time. And so I had to find coverage then for um, for my work while I was at my dentist cleaning this week. And do I have any time off that I can go ahead and utilize in, in a different way, which is really nice. So that's the that's the next step. And that was steps two and three. Now, step four is what other personal commitments or obligations or essential responsibilities? Let me kind of explain this. Do you have any celebrations like birthday parties, showers, you know, that kind of stuff, family commitments or friend commitments? Or do you have any essential responsibilities like is do you have any um, house cleaning? So let me break these apart. And so what you're going to do then is you're going to go ahead and look at, do I have anything that we have to attend, events that we have to attend this week? Are there any weddings or um, showers or um, birthday parties or anything like that? So I have to look at those. And then I have to ask myself, can we commit to those? Um, can I commit to those based on now my responsibility? And if you can't, that is perfectly okay. Um, what I've done recently is if I can't, I will go ahead and, you know, get that uh, baby shower gift or wedding shower gift. And I would put a personal note on it. And I would also go ahead and connect with that person to say, I'm sorry, I can't make it. Um, is there any house cleaning or laundry or, or things that I have to schedule time for or, 
is it Saturday that you do this? Or is it a certain day of the week that you do it? Or do I have to let it fall off my plate this week? Or can I ask somebody to help with it? Um, is there any home repairs or deliveries or, you know, whatever that has to be? Because you know that that happens. That's life in, you know, like my dad would say, that's life in the big leagues. Um, yeah, you know, do I have something being delivered this week or do I have a, some the furnace being checked or the air conditioning being checked? And am I available to do that or should I go ahead and ask if somebody can go ahead and, and, and help me out there? Because there's a lot of friends and family that would easily come over and sit and wait for you and, and be there for you if you needed that. And then what are like errands and responsibilities that I have to go ahead and do? And can I make better use of my time during that time? Maybe you order more online. Maybe you um, have the pharmacy's um, um, prescriptions delivered, uh, whatever it would be. Um, so that you can go ahead and buy yourself more time. And I'll, I'll figure out another episode where we can talk specifically about delegation. But that's what I do at the end of the week. And that takes me about an hour. And once you do that every week, you can kind of go back and assess your last week. You know, what worked, what didn't work, um, what priorities didn't get done, that sort of thing. Um, but really, once you do that, you should be ready to go and at least be in control of the things you can control. And you can um, then when those obvious and unexpected things come up um, and, you're, and you are in a pickle, at least you have a calendar you can say, oh my gosh, I have to go ahead and call the dentist now because I can't make the dental appointment due to this issue or whatever it would be. Um, but I want to give you some strong advice regarding this, this calendar and planning. Notice that I put these in order of importance. Protect, number one was protect or, or schedule you, your time. And I put on my notes here, protect your you time or your me time. Seriously, set boundaries now. It took me a long time to do this. Um, but I'm, for, for example, the 7 to 9 a.m. commitment, there is nothing worse for me than getting up in the morning, turning on my work calendar, and somebody scheduled a 7 o'clock meeting in the morning or an 8 a.m. meeting in the morning. And what do you do then? You're scrambling because you now don't have that normal routine. Or when Dennis was doing was home, I had other commitments that I had to help him with in the morning from seven to nine. And so that's like one of my things. Or, you know, um, scheduling you time and um you have those appointments there. Um, I, I talked about, it. I'm looking at my notes and I'm like, I did the seven to nine. I block lunch and dinner time because that's so important now. Um, you'll see posts coming out this week on my Instagram at Kathy Lynn Van. That's where I'm on Instagram, where I talk about the importance of lunch and dinner time because you, it can zap your energy and, um, change your mood when you're not eating healthy and um, you definitely struggle if you don't have that. 
You can con- you can control your loved one's appointments this way too, because you'll know then what you have committed, and you'll kind of get used to your your regularly scheduled me time. Um, just start communicating with your loved one too, and tell them, "Hey, I'm tr- going to try to be better to you." And have a better relationship with you, which means that I'm going to schedule some time for myself so I can recharge. And you need to go ahead and be really blunt and honest with them and let them know. And then notice that your personal obligations and essential responsibilities are last. You may not have time for all of the the house cleaning or, you know, those fun little um, celebrations that you were invited to. And it's okay to say no. Um, Yes, you can say no. Maybe it's asking for help with the cleaning or someone waiting for the repairman for you. Uh, Like I said before, can you order online? Can you just send a gift in advance or a a personal card saying that I'm thinking of you um, um, and once this, once I'm um, once I'm available again, I'll be able to go ahead and, and connect with you, or maybe we can connect at lunchtime next week or whatever it would be. To end today, I want to just give you my just my closing thoughts here. And as a caregiver, you may have to make sacrifices, and that's reality. You now have extra things added to your plate. But one thing you cannot, not, not sacrifice is your health and well-being. You can't because if you sacrifice your health and well-being, and this is really brutal and honest, what if you can't help your caregiver anymore? You have to take care of yourself because your caregiver, your loved one is dependent on you. And so you can't be burning the candle at both ends. You have to recognize the importance of you. Look in the mirror at yourself. And I want you to do this each and every day and tell yourself that you will take care of her. Looking at her, that beautiful, amazing woman that you are, and saying, I promise I will take care of you. And I will take care of you by doing whatever it takes. And that may be scheduling a 30-minute walk every day. That may be scheduling downtime. That may be asking my sibling or family member for a day off because I just need some downtime. I hope you enjoyed today's episode, episode number seven, talking about Sunday planning. Hey, why don't you give me a shout out in a DM or email me um, and let me know what you are doing in your Sunday planning. Bye for now.